Okay, hello everybody. Uh, welcome back. This is officially the second episode of our podcast. So uh, for those of you who are usually watching on YouTube, if you're <laughs> tired of staring at my face for an entire 20 minutes while I talk about the market, you now have another outlet where you can just listen. Um, and, and on that note, I'm wearing the headset this time. We're officially doing it. We're in, I'm one of I'm the head I'm a headset guy now uh, because after listening to the last episode, which is now live on Spotify under the PTBO show, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, I noticed that I have a tendency to yell into this mic, so I'm going to do everybody a favor and keep this headset on so that I can uh, monitor <laughs> my levels. Um, but let's talk about the podcast. This is the first intentionally shot episode that I know will be going up as a podcast. Uh, it will be on all major platforms. So Spotify, Apple podcast and Google play. Um, this first episode was up under the PTBO show, but the title's probably set to change. And I want to run this past you, uh, as the audience, because I, I just can't quite make up my mind what I should call this thing going forward. Um, so I'm going to go through a few show na names uh, after I do a, a brief rundown of what I'm going to talk about in the rest of this video. So this is uh, the 7th of March. We do have the statistics from February. So we're going to go through market stats. This is the, the sort of monthly breakdown that most of you tune into most frequently. Uh, so we're going to go dive into February statistics talk about um, how they compare to last year, what trends we can derive from them and, and where what they tell us about what's happening right now. Um, we are going to talk about a little bit of macro news, which will be now, I think, a weekly uh, trend that's going to be something that we'll have consistent is basically what, you know, sort of global um, and federal provincial news stories apply to our real estate market within the last week. So, we're going to keep this video weekly. It's going to be similar to a market update on a weekly basis, um, but only this once a month will we have the, the full set of monthly statistics to dive into. And then on the rest of the weekly basis, we'll talk about basically the week's headline in real estate and what they mean. So if you guys want to catch up and keep along with the narrative and the trajectory of things on more than a monthly basis, we're going to have a weekly video that's going to be pivoting to just more of a market update on a weekly basis, sort of vlog style, a little bit less of the specific videos about uh, an individual topic. It's just going to kind of be consistently market update what's happening in Canada, Ontario, and Peterborough and our surrounding area, other small towns like us. What are the push and pull factors on our price movement in real estate? So... Um, after the macro news, we are going to get into sort of the trends and sentiment watch. So really just want to integrate this as a part of the show ongoing. Uh, I think that it, it's, it's apparent that sentiment is as important as almost any other variable in what's going to happen next with our extremely financialized uh, real estate market. And, you know, if, if sellers are getting the impulse that the market has reached its peak and they had the inkling they were going to cash out anytime in the next two years, uh, people tend to have the herd mentality. And once they sense that they might be missing out on the best uh, time to sell, they'll all flood forward. And same thing, buyers can lock up right away. We're really going to try and keep a pulse on that because when it comes to 
cycles and we've been on on the large upswing for a long time now and when we come to see a cycle end because nothing can last forever no one can predict the timing with absolute certainty uh but one thing you can say with absolute certainty is that this things will be cyclical and there will be at some point a downturn here and all that we can do is assess where we're at uh on on a relatively tight timeline to watch trends and really see what people are thinking because as much of what people are thinking is happening whether or not it's based on uh true hardcore facts if people think it and they're acting on those beliefs then it is real and the the momentum can carry itself and it it could be what changes these trends above all else so that's it so let's uh before we dive into the the statistics i want to quickly run through for everybody the uh, options that we have up for the show names here. So right now we've got it under PTBO show, very, very, uh, uh, obviously specific to Peterborough, but I do think that the way that the discussion is veering here is more to, uh, macroeconomic talk. And we're talking about stuff in Peterborough. We're talking about our own statistics, but really a lot of what applies in Peterborough, um, for anybody who's in, in our surrounding area, Millbrook, Lakefield, Norwood, um, Ennismore, it, you know, we're going to study Peterborough to, to sort of look at what's happening there and all these small towns that surround us. And likewise, even though uh, Peterborough is considered a medium uh, size city in in our uh, uh, Ontario and, and Canadian um, uh, cities, in terms of where we sit in sort of total population, we were, wouldn't be classified as a small city or a small town we sort of think of ourselves as a small town because so many of the people that live in a city like Peterborough come from areas like Keene, Ennismore, and there's sort of this back and forth where a lot of people who live in Peterborough now at some point have lived on the peripheral or they've they've been back and forth. So all in all, really the problems we face uh, with growth are integrated with our small towns that surround us. And with that being said, I'm thinking about naming this the Small Town Housing Show or uh, an alternative Small Town Housing Talk. Um, and, and we've had a few other names, the PTBO housing show, uh, think housing PTBO. And I just wanted to put that out there for everybody. Feel free to comment and put your inputs or shoot me a message, shoot me an email. What do you think the show should be named the podcast ongoing? And I think we're leaning towards either small town housing show or small town housing talk right now. So that's how you guys will be able to find this going forward. Once we solidify it, hopefully in the next episode. So enough with that. Let's get on to the statistics. So I want to give a quick snapshot because these one-week snapshots are, are great. Uh, the seven-day outlook in the county of Peterborough under residential activity. Um, on our system, when I logged on, this was from about three days ago, we had 64 new listings and 59 sold. If you remember back to last week's show, um, I had mentioned a statistic where there was a, a similar a seven-day period where there was quite a, a drastic difference in the amount of new listings versus the firm sales indicating that inventory was starting to move up as a trend and in the last seven days virtually no movement only a, a net of five new listings it, it over 64 sales uh, or 64 new listings so really we're seeing the buyer demand sort of keep pace with the amount of new listings so on to february statistics price 
February's average price in the city of Peterborough, not the county, the city, because you're going to see the county price quoted in the newspapers and, and uh, some headlines. Uh, but I like to focus the most on the city because it doesn't incorporate the waterfront, which which really drastically skews uh, the how, how you're going to view what's happening to the average home, the average dwelling for someone who's going to live and work in Peterborough. Um, so average price, 776000 That's up 29% year over year, which is more or less on pace with the, the national average. Um, many months uh, we have exceeded the national average. Obviously, that's still massive, huge uh, growth. But um, how does that stack up on a month-over-month basis? Okay, so the price in January was 761 thousand so that means that we were still up albeit in 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 the face of all of uh, what people have deemed to be a little bit less activity on bidding wars at least down in the gta and we have seen a bit of sentiment shift here in peterborough um, but last month average price seven hundred sixty one thousand. uh that means we're up almost two percent 1.9 percent on a month over month basis which puts us on pace uh if we were to maintain that for a 22 percent year over year set of gains which we don't think is likely going to happen at least not uh in the next in the six month picture and don't don't anticipate that pace to keep up exactly but um still a strong gain on a month over month basis uh, bearing in mind that in these winter months when we don't have as many total sales, it's easy to get this misconstrued and, and we don't want to call a trend too early until we see a couple months reinforcing that uh, number. But nonetheless, still huge sales numbers. Uh, so the average price, very strong uh, for February. Active listings at the end of the month, 71. So in 2021, there was 68. So only a difference of three active listings uh, between... February 2022 and 21 total sales 106 this uh, past February 101 in 2021 months of inventory is 0.7 months and in 2021 it was the exact same um, for those of you who haven't been tuning in or you're just new I can post the months of inventory video um, up here that I've done a bit of a description if you haven't been following along uh, that's our metric that we use as sort of a tracking the pace of the sales and as I discuss in the in in the the video on months of inventory th this metric we have to take a bit of attention to it sometimes it's it's almost a second derivative meaning the 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 rate of change of the months of inventory, whether it's going up or going down, not so much uh, just the months in of inventory in and of itself uh, uh, can be a little bit more of an indicator about what's going to happen in the short term in terms of price movement. So simply put, if inventory is on the rise, uh, if the amount of inventory is on the rise, even if the total amount of inventory is still extremely low, sometimes you can see prices uh, soften in, on a month over month basis. But uh, 0.7 months of inventory, extremely low extremely low inventory um for for any glimpses that we've had where inventory might be going up we see this uh as the end of the month number it tells us that things are still at historically low levels and unless we see drastic increases in inventory versus sales prices will still be going up in the short term um so basically this january and february right now are more or less carbon copies of what happened last year. Now, last year, 
March, this this sort of uh, ripping price trend continued right through uh, March. Everybody out there is sort of suspecting that this time is a little bit different because last year in March, we still felt that strong, strong sense of fear of missing out. And really starting to feel that slacking off week by week here right now. And there's much different news uh, coming out of the GTA in terms of the amount of people uh, cancel, relist higher, not getting offers on their bidding wars or not getting as many offers they wanted, not hitting the prices they wanted. Um, so there's sort of this new phenomenon where around the GTA, it's, it's not so much uh, price changes are people doing price reductions for overpricing. It's people canceling, relisting higher uh, because they didn't hit the mark or the seller didn't hit their expectations on offer night and they're relisting higher. We're seeing a lot of that right now. It hasn't quite made its way here yet. We're seeing isolated examples as a whole. We're still much much stronger um, but as many of you who have watched have sort of uh, understood and we've likened this to before is that what happens in the GTA it's sort of the epicenter and everything ripples out just as you know if you were to drop a a, a a cannonball, a meteor, whatever you want to call it in the middle of the ocean, the way that those waves, that energy would ripple out, it takes a bit of time, but sure enough, what happens there, it, it, it moves through. And so what happens down in the GTA core with their uh, detached residential activity starts to ripple through, uh, head east through Durham region and then moves to us. We sort of feel it last, but, but sure enough, if things slow down there, the slowdown is coming this way. Um, most likely. So that is sort of where we're at right now. February was extremely strong. It, if, if it's anything like March of last year, if the trend continues, look, we're at almost identical sales numbers. We're almost at identical inventory numbers. Uh, if, if this March is anything like last March, then the price um, increases will continue. But there's a few different factors at play. So let's get on to that. So we're going to have to be visiting back in on what's happening uh, in Ukraine on a, on a somewhat regular basis, I think, right now to keep tabs on, on how it is affecting us here as Canadians and specifically in terms of those interested in this show, how it's going to affect our, our real estate markets going forward. So a couple of notes on Ukraine. Um, Right now, if because when we talk about the week's news, we talk about the week's news in real estate. Really, when it comes to the week's news, Ukraine dominates the news feeds right now. Uh, myself, I, I typically get the bulk of my mainstream news through the Globe and Mail. And I know through that, it's just been flooded. It's hard to find a story about anything other than Ukraine. Um, it's understandable. But just want to mention, there's a couple of things that are very important to note about that is one, the, the pressure is sort of off the housing market right now in terms of the government's um, you know, urgency to have to do something to save or fix the situation because all of a sudden there's a bigger problem the the focus gets shifted and you can see it in the the way that the media isn't reporting the the real estate stories as much anymore and as soon as things slow down uh, globally and internationally and there's not these big crisis the headlines all shift back to real estate um you know as people's canadian pastime uh but right now the 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 focus is on ukraine so we're going to potentially see a bit of slackening off on on the 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 battle on the housing crisis for the time being because so many government resources are focusing towards Ukraine. We're starting to see already that that immigration. Uh, we, I saw a headline this week uh, that I can post here that it sounds like they're going to allow basically an unlimited amount of Ukrainians um, into Canada, 
So what does that mean specifically? I haven't seen anything because I did try and research and look for a specific um, hard quotation saying that they're going to up their immigration quotas. I haven't seen that yet. So I think that the number for this year, I, I believe is right around uh, 430,000. It seems like it's staying the same. Um, but the, the verbiage there, unlimited amount, um, I don't know. Maybe they are going to move it up, which is what we suspected uh, from, from last week's video there. And if they do, obviously, that is going to put some ongoing uh, demand side pressure on our rental markets and our, our housing market. Um, so let's talk about interest rates. The Bank of Canada finally did raise rates a uh, quarter of a percentage point there, or 25 basis points. And there is a lot of talk going on right now that they might get one more hike in out of their, you know, people talking between five to eight rate hikes this year. But there's a lot of conversation going on that they likely won't get as many hikes total this year in as they originally anticipated. So there's, there's, this is a multifaceted uh, discussion because one, we're having extreme inflationary pressures uh, based on everything going on with the, the trade wars now with Russia, oil prices, the price of gas at the time that I'm shooting this was was at least in Peterborough here anyhow, about buck uh, uh, 84 a liter. His, you know, extremely high prices. We're, we're, we're seeing two bucks uh, over in BC a leader. And so the inflationary pressures are extremely high. So this is problematic because right when they, sh you know, the, 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 the inflationary pressures are based on supply constraints, not so much um, economic growth. And so this is a time when they're going to be very leery about, about clamping down on everything and the economic uncertainty is, is definitely there. So there's a lot of speculation. We will not get all our rate hikes in and the Bank of Canada might lose its, uh, you know, trumpet on on their ability to forward signal that the cost of money is going to be going up. So keep a close eye on that. But there, that that's really one of the biggest factors why people were talking about why the market might m sort of mowed down and gear down this year is because the rates are going to be going up. But there's a good chance they won't be going up as much as anticipated. Secondly to that is that the the rates, they've gone up an ex, you know, extremely modest amount so far. Of course, it represented a total uh, doubling of the prime uh, interest rate. Um, but most people's payments will not change right away. Most of the products out there are structured so that the interest portion will change. That just means less principal paid on each month. But a lot of people aren't actually going to feel this until their term renews. Now, many will. I know my own personal mortgage. I'm going to see a higher payment next month. But for a lot of people, they're not actually going to feel, even if the rates were to get uh, cranked up another uh, couple of consecutive hikes here, uh, then a lot of people aren't going to feel it until their mortgage term renews if they're on a variable rate. Um, so let's talk about the trends and the sentiment. It feels right now, many, many sellers are worried and starting to call the top. We talked about this briefly last week, but it seems like a lot of people are ready to, to pull the parachute out here right now and just and just say enough's enough. And a lot of people are have just having the jitters about how quickly things have rose. And even if all the, the the major factors are pointing towards, hey, low interest rates for longer than we expected already, potentially higher immigration, supply chain bottlenecks, which could hamper construction, um, headlines that are 
uh, able to to let the housing uh, rhetoric kind of cool down a little bit. All these things are pointing towards potentially price pressure upwards. And at the same time, a lot of people are feeling they just have this gut instinct that, that they want to get out now. Getting a lot of that sort of the herd mentality that people are wanting to sell and that buyers are a little taking a little bit more of a wait and see approach, at least, you know, in, in Peterborough here. And it seems that the GTA uh, folk moving out this way don't seem to be as concerned. Still, things are so relatively affordable here versus what they might have sold from the GTA. We're not seeing as much slacking off there. Um, but overall it's worth mentioning that the sentiment right now does seem that the sellers are are looking to cash out and the buyers are starting to look to pause at least those discussions are really starting to become the overwhelming ones that we're hearing or the types of questions we're hearing from people um that being said i just wanted to say hey if a lot of people are starting to ask short-term questions about what's going to happen even though they really should have a long-term outlook based on their housing needs if you if you got short-term goals or short-term picture of when you want to move or what you might have to do go ahead make short short-term predictions but if you have long-term needs don't get caught up in all this stuff um if you got long-term needs make long-term predictions don't lose sleep every night following the latest headlines are we at the top should i cash out right now uh, don't displace your family um you know to go rent something if if you don't have any other need to sell or move within the next sort of three-year period because there's so many things that can happen and no one can truly predict what's going to happen right now there's fierce debates going on um, out there about what's going to happen next and in very intelligent people are on the opposite side of this argument so there's no one right way to look at this and the you know the model under which you analyze what's going to happen next is an extremely complicated one and nobody's got the 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 master key on this so there's people out there saying that immigration is absolutely the the number one uh, overarching factor on this, and 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 arguably it's still pushing. The headwinds there are strong, um, and there's other people that say that the interest rate is is the number one most important thing, um, and and it's yet to be seen what's going to play out with that, whether it's actually going to be a factor based on what happens um, over in Ukraine, and and whether we actually see the rates rise like they're they were said to be, and and then there's also people that say, hey sentiment is the number one thing and if we follow that it says that we really could be heading for a turn here um okay just want to double back here a couple of things i missed sean frazier canada's immigration minister um basically saying that he doesn't want people to lose their their palate for for immigration. They they know that this is already starting to become something that they're worried about uh, in the face of a lack of affordability. But in in the articles I read about how they're upping their immigration, each time housing kind of gets cast off when they talk about it. They basically just say, well, we need these new immigrants to add to the labor force to build the houses. And everyone's sort of dancing around the fact that, um, you know, where the rubber meets the road at the municipal level, it doesn't seem likely that we're going to be able to hit the amount of units needed to house um, the the targets that we're shooting towards. So whether or not prices uh, do continue to rise or whether they fall on account of interest rates going up or the cost of money getting higher so that the absolute affordability of real estate going down, I still think that relative affordability is not a good picture either way because it, right now the way it looks is that the only way that prices do drop is if if uh, rates continue to rise and the cost of ownership, basically your monthly payment, um, just continues to buy you less and less house. 
because we just see that there really isn't much much effort to address how the immigration and housing pictures uh, coincide that kind of is getting cast off at every at every conversation about immigration so um Overall, final message, no need to think the sky is falling. Uh, hikes likely won't come as quickly as supply. And, and overall, it seems like our, our core fundamentals of supply and demand are still out of whack. So that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for, for tuning in. If you are watching this on YouTube and you don't subscribe, please subscribe. Uh, if this is your first time checking this out in the podcast version, uh, please feel free to give us a rating or share with your friends that we're here now uh, on up as, as a podcast and that you don't always have to catch it on, on YouTube. Don't have to watch that full video. You can just hit the audio while you're walking. Um, and thanks so much to everybody for, for tuning in. Um, I, one last message. I had the privilege of uh, visiting the Rockstar real estate crew and, and jumping on the Your Life, Your Terms podcast there last week down in Oakville. And I was lucky enough to receive my own copy of the Bitcoin standard from uh, Mr. Tom Caradza there. So thank you very much. I've got my Your Life, Your Terms t-shirt and uh, was really impressed and, and, and amazed to see at how they're running their operation and inspired to continue just bringing better content each week and and really focusing on this podcast Um to, to, to help keep everybody informed on a weekly basis. So thanks so much. And we'll look forward to catching everybody next week. I'm going to continue to record hopefully at the start of the week ongoing now, instead of uh, seeing these videos come up uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, hope to shift it more towards Tuesdays or Wednesdays and establish a regular day of the week as time goes on. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great week and we'll catch you next week.